Hello everyone, Pastor Scott here and... Pastor Don, nice to have you guys with us today. This is Good News from Good Sam, our podcast from Good Samaritan Church here in Las Vegas. And I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you, if you want more information about the church, you can go to our website at www.goodsamlv.com. We are in week three or part three of a current sermon series that we're doing that obviously we're turning into a podcast for you as well and it's called reimagining your life and pastor don i loved how you kicked it off the first uh, two weeks where you were talking you know just about uh, the line that kept coming back to me and i keep thinking about is think about what you think about Mm -hmm. and i need something simple like that to remind me you know what am i thinking about and am i going in the right place with my thoughts and that and there, there's just so much there so if you haven't heard those two podcasts that uh pastor don did you know and, and i guess i gave you the website address too if you ever want to listen to the sermons yeah because the way we do it here is obviously different than how we present it um during church if you watch church. it yeah if you watch it uh, in the sermons you're going to get the visuals yeah and We don't tell the jokes on the podcast. Well, sometimes, but not as much. Yeah, Pastor Scott has a doozy of a joke this week, (laughs) let me tell you. But you got to have the visuals. Yeah, you need the visual. That's right. That's right. Well, this week, um, we're talking about reimagining my view of God. And the reason we need to talk about that is that, well, I mean, you've said in the first two podcasts and the first two messages uh, that really what's happening in our mind is so important but god's been a part of that in those first two podcasts too yep. but the issue gets to be is that for so many people their view of god uh, has been formed by the circumstances in their life and not necessarily by what jesus taught or by the, by what god's word is right and you know for example I hear a lot of people say, well, God is very distant. I mean, God doesn't care. Mm-hmm. God's just out there somewhere, if he even exists, according to a lot of people. Right. Yeah, you know, he's mean. He's angry. You did a good job of kind of unpacking that. And just there's a lot of people that have been raised either in situations or churches where they have really conveyed that the kind of God we have is some an angry God, a yeah. vengeful God, yeah. if you will. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't believe that, just go on YouTube and find a sermon, and then look at all the hateful things that other Christians say underneath it. You know, I mean, it just blows me away. I, if I do that, I just I cannot go there. I'm going. How even Christians? It's like this. There's just so much negativity yeah. there, and that's not all Christians, obviously. Right. But it's amazing how, well. I introduced a woman at one of the services. It's great. Yeah. Great that you did this. You know, and who grew up, and I don't want to, I won't say her name because I don't have permission to do it for the podcast, but I'm going to guess she's around 80 years mm-hmm. old, maybe in her 70s. And she was a lifelong member of a different uh, church. And she started coming here because her son and daughter in law are here. And she just said, you know what? My view of God's totally different than it used to be because I feel good when I leave church now and I never felt good before. Wow. You know, when you read the scriptures, there are elements where God has a little bit of anger and there's some vengeance and there's judgment. But the judgment comes from a loving God. It comes through Christ. And this, 
And and you're you're going to unpack this a little bit that when I read the New Testament especially, yeah. it is not this angry mean God. No, uh, well, well, and and I can't remember if I said it in all the services or not, but I mean. You know, the Old Testament is not where I tell people to begin reading the Bible mm -hmm. um, because that's where you see so much of, you know, God's anger, if you will. Well, a lot of that comes because he tells Israel what to do and then they don't do it. Right. And what I say is, you know what, if people only saw me when I got mad at Parker <laughs> because he isn't doing what I tell him to do, they'd probably say, Scott's not a very loving dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... It's because I love him that I also have to discipline him at times because he isn't listening to what dad wants him to do. Yep. And that's what the Old Testament basically says. Story is Israel, God tells Israel what to do. They don't do it. And so, yeah, he gets a little ticked off at him. <laughs> you know, I was reading an Ortberg book, and he said, if you want to know what God's temperament looks like, look at Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, I, and, and that's exactly where, you know, I went with the message and we're going to talk about in the podcast is that um, I, my view of God changed over the years when I started looking at Jesus. Mm -hmm. What did he do? Yeah. What did he say? What did he teach? I mean, we believe that God is... Three in one, and what does that mean? Well, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Well, God the Son, the person of Jesus Christ, uh, is our understanding that God took on flesh, lived among us as Jesus, died on the cross, rose again. And so what Jesus preaches is forgiveness and love and uh, helping each other and serving mm -hmm. each other and all these very, very positive things. Caring for the least of these. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's just so much there. And uh, so anyway, that's kind of where we're going. So the first thing I said is that when we change or reimagine our view of God, we can have more hope when we view God as approachable. Mm. We can have more hope. You can have more hope when you view God as approachable. And, and what I mean by that is, again, I think it was Bette Midler who sang a song somewhere out there. And, and, and basically there's, you know, God's out there somewhere. Oh, okay. And, and I think a lot of people, that's how they, mm -hmm. you know, God's out there. He's big. He's angry. He's sitting in the clouds somewhere. We can't get to him, but he's out there. Mm -hmm. you just, know? Waiting, just waiting for the day when he's going to judge us at the end. Exactly. All our mistakes. Or in, in the meantime, bang <laughs> us over the head when yep. we screw up here, which would be on a daily basis, mm -hmm. of course. Uh, it's kind of funny, a couple of... Uh, members of the congregation here at Good Samaritan weren't here for a long time because of COVID. And it's a woman and her mom and, you know, probably 60-ish and 80-ish mm -hmm. years. And, you know, they were staying away just to be really careful. Well, they called one day and said, you know, is it okay to come back? And mm -hmm. I said, well, what do you mean by that? And, well, we haven't been there in a long time. And I said, do you mean because you think the roof might fall in or <laughs> God might bonk you on top of the head or something? And, and they laughed, and I, I saw them when I gave this sermon uh, because the reality is I think God is approachable and God wants us to be close to him in that sense. Uh, but especially we can have hope when we understand that God is approachable, especially through prayer. And, and that was the thing I was trying to convey is that the way, if we reimagine our view of God, 
as approachable, then we're going to want to talk to them. Yeah. Um, in, in the Old Testament, in Lamentations, the third chapter, 25th verse, it says, The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to anyone who seeks help from him. Well, if, we, mm. if we're going to seek help from God, what, do we, what are we going to do? We're going to ask him for it. You've got to approach him if you're going to yeah. seek help. And, and, and if the Bible says we should seek help from him, that means he's approachable. Yeah. And if he's approachable, then I have hope because now it's like when my son comes to me and says, you know, Dad, can I have something? There's hope behind that request. Yeah. And, and, and I think God's the same way. Um, I, I've often said, I only really began to understand God, I think, when we adopted Parker. Mm. Because then I became a father and I understood that I wanted all the good things I could give possibly to my son. Now, I've had to learn over the years that giving him all the good things isn't necessarily the best. Right. Uh, and maybe that's why God withholds a few of the things we, we think be, we should have, too. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be talking about pain next that's week. Right, that's and, right. And sometimes pain actually helps you appreciate the good stuff a little more. Anyway, but we're getting ahead yeah, of ourselves. That's okay, because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going to want to come back. Uh, but... But again, God's approachable. And then people say, well, okay, if it's prayer, but I don't know how to pray. Mm. And all I say is, just talk to God like you'd talk to a friend, because that's who he is. And if again, if our view of God is not as somebody who's mean and angry and ready to bonk you over the head, but rather who's approachable and loving, then uh, I think you can have more hope in your life. So that was, that was really the first thing I was trying to say. Oh now, I mentioned the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Think now about God the Father in that first uh, point I just made. Mm -hmm. I can have more hope when I see God the Father as approachable. Right, not some distant, away out there right. God, but somebody who's, who is involved in your life yeah. and wants to be involved in your exactly. life. Exactly. And then that kind of leads into the second point, which is, I can have more peace in my life. You can have more peace in your life when I then view God as loving. Yes. Okay. So important. Um, New Testament says it. God is love. Mm -hmm. Jesus talks about love all the time. Our mission statement comes out of the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. Love God, love people, yeah. and then make a difference. But um, God loves us, and we're to love him. Well, if God loves us and God is love, then I can have a little more peace of mind knowing that that's the kind of, and person isn't really the right, God's the kind of entity, if you will, because how do you describe an infinite um, God, a God that just goes beyond anything we can imagine, but if I can describe him as loving, mm -hmm. then I can have some peace. You know, that. and you made this point yeah. that Jesus yes. is the manifestation yes. of that love. If you yeah. want to be convinced that God loves you, look to Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Right? For God so loved the world yeah. that he sent his son Jesus. That was in your list from it last was week. That right? Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have so God so loved the world. you got a great scripture here from Romans 5. Yeah, Romans 5. Paul says, Therefore, since we've been made right in God's sight by faith, there's a good reason for mm -hmm. peace, too. You've mm -hmm. been made right in God's sight by faith. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, 
has done for us. And Pastor Scott, what has Jesus Christ our Lord done for us? He went to the cross. Uh, I mean, the ultimate act of love in all of history. He died for us. He took all of my sins, all of your sins, all of the listeners' sins upon himself out of his tremendous love for us. That's crazy. And, and, And I'm not sure we can ever totally wrap our heads around that, but when you begin to, yeah. when you start to think about that, I believe there is a piece. I have a piece about that. I don't lay awake at night uh, worried about what happens to me when I die. Because I have the peace of Christ that tells me, you know what? My sins have been taken care of on the cross. Uh, his resurrection and his living forever means that I'm going to live forever. Yeah. And... That is worth a whole lot. That's a lot of peace. And you don't, like you say, you don't have to fully wrap your mind right. around it. Even if you just begin to, right. it's going to bring you greater peace. Right. Um, uh, one, one of a, a local pastor here who I just met last week, I love how he says it. He says, uh, we love you, Jesus loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Ah, <laughs> is that how he sends them out? Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's great. And, and, and But it's true, too. I mean... Whether you love God or not, God loves you. <laughs> you know, whether you think you have sins that Jesus should have died for or not, He did. Uh-huh. And, and when you start to just get that, it's like it takes that pressure off. I think you said that last week. I mean, I think the reason a lot of people really have trouble with Christianity is that it's kind of easy in that sense. It's a little too easy sometimes. Yeah, too it? easy. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and that's maybe a whole other series and podcast. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is there's nothing I can do. Yeah. God just loves me. Yeah. I mean, I told my son last night, I said, Parker, I'm a little disappointed in you right now, but I love you. Yeah. Always will. And um I also know that that gives him some peace of mind knowing that I will always love him even yeah. when he screws up. Yep. And anyway. So now and again God the Son, Jesus, is that epitome of a loving God. And then the third point is simply, I can have more confidence when I view God as present or near. Mm-hmm. So present meaning near. But no, wait a minute. Yep. Because how can God be near? Because Jesus died, ascended, so how is God near to us? Well, I'm glad you asked that, because obviously we, we also believe in God, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And God's Holy Spirit, Bible's very clear, basically takes up residence inside of us when we're a Christ follower. Yeah. And at whatever point in your life you became a Christ follower, maybe it was you always have been, uh, maybe it was later in your life, it really doesn't matter when, but then God's Holy Spirit takes up residence in you. And so really... Like I said, that doesn't mean we become God, mm-hmm. but God is in us. Mm-hmm. And, th- and there, that's totally different. God's in us. And so I can have confidence in my life when I view God as present, as near, as mm-hmm. in me. Mm-hmm. Um, Hebrews 13 says, For God said, I will never fail you and I will never abandon you. Well, how can he abandon us if he's in us? Right. That's so true. And so if he's in us, and he's so present and so accessible, then I can have confidence in my life knowing, you know what, I'm in a tough situation, but God's with me. He hasn't abandoned me. You said it because it's again in your list. I forget what you call the list. Uh, uh, the uh, reimagined list. The reimagined list. Go back to pod, the 
podcast right before this and hear Pastor Don talk about it or get the list from our website. Uh, but God is for us and not against us. And, you know, you just start grabbing onto all that stuff and, and there's a confidence not that I puff out my chest, but just knowing God's got my back. Yeah. God's got your back. And he's right there. Uh, he's not you know, maybe, way out there somewhere. Maybe I've been watching too much Avengers. <laughs> uh, but I almost see like a little bit of a God spark. Yeah. Like a God spark that we all have inside of us. Yeah. Like I said, it doesn't make us God. Right. But we don't have to look far for God. That's right. Because God is working in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, and so it, I, I just think that's something that can start to change how we view our life. I mean, if I have more hope because God is approachable, and if I, if I can see God as um, loving, and that means I can have more peace, and if I, if I see God as inside me, present, near, then I can have more confidence, and I believe that and see that, then how I think is going to start to change too. Yep. You know, the, the analogy I, I use, I heard from a pastor a long time ago, and it works for me, is water in its liquid state is H2O. Mm -hmm. But if I put it in the freezer and it becomes a solid ice, mm -hmm. it's still H2O. It's still H2O. And if I take the ice out and put it in a pot on the stovetop and melt Steam it, it all the way. and it's steaming, mm -hmm. it's still H2O. So people go, oh, you know, this God you talk about, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, how can that happen? And I'm going, uh, do you get the H2O <laughs> thing? I mean, if water can take three states, I think God can too. So yeah. God the Father, the Creator, uh, who obviously still exists and we believe is still creating, mm -hmm. is approachable. Yeah. And because he's approachable, I pray you can have some hope. God the Son, Jesus, on the cross, living, loving, still alive. Bible in first chapter of John in the New Testament says that Jesus was at the beginning. The Son, the Word was in the beginning. He came and then took on flesh, and He's still present in our lives, but through the power of the Holy Spirit. How can that happen? Think about water. Mm -hmm. If the one who created water um, can make water have three states, then I think God He can have three yeah, states. I think as well. he can too. <laughs> exactly. And maybe he's got some more I'm not aware of. But, but <laughs> that's true. But I just hope that as you reimagine your life, that if you've got some conceptions of God that maybe don't allow you to see God as loving or to see God as caring or to see God as approachable or to see God as near, uh, that you'd reconsider that. You'd rethink that. You'd reimagine that. Uh, because I think God is who Jesus is who what Jesus taught and that he's tremendously in love with you just as he is with all of his kids I love that just it's so it's so simple approachable yep. loving present yeah. yeah and there's so much more to it right but I mean just that yep. simple concept yeah yeah we don't we, we, we don't have to overdo it at times right. so anyway that's those are my thoughts for today hopefully that's helpful uh, for you as well. So just want to thank people for listening. Guys, we're really glad that you joined us and uh, just continue to uh, listen to our podcasts. Uh, continue. The sermon series is going to get, there's some other good stuff coming up. Pain, discouragement, uh, changing, reimagining my view 
of Jesus love and love and love. Yep. Pastor Scott's going to be dealing with love on Mother's Day. Yep. Careful yep. there, Reverend. I know. And uh, so we're just glad that you joined us, and we hope that you will go to our website, www.goodsamlv.com, and, and uh, check out some of the things that we have available for you there. So thanks again for joining us. This has been Good News from Good Sam, the podcast of Good Samaritan Church here in Las Vegas, Nevada. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you.